recorded live. Welcome to the Commonwealth's Community Gathering. I am Scott Trensick Larson. I created the Commonwealth's proposal with the help of many people from around the world. Also, my wife and personal oracle, Kitty, who helps me with operations and is a contributor to my spiritual awakening. This is my first talk show, talk show, so please forgive me and any delays while I deal with the issues that come up. Kitty, why don't you just say hi to everybody here? Hello, I'm Kitty. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Kitty. Kitty's going to be helping me um, kind of manage things as the um, as the talk show gets bigger. If we know if we have people that call in, she'll be the one um, managing the calls. Um, so before I get started, did you want to say anything, Kitty? Uh, no, no. Oh, okay, Not great. Not right now. Thank you. Okay. All right, before I start this every gathering, I'm always going to express a affirmation that protects the community from spiritual harm and allies everything with the universal laws of nature so that everyone is aware that participants in this gathering are free spiritual beings that revoke all forms of control, conscious or unconscious, now and forevermore. This is my wish for you, everyone here. Now, I know this is easier said than done, and some of you might not be ready for that. Still, this is a good place to start. I can talk more about that in the future. But for now, this is a claim of right, notice of intent, that this gathering and all of its content are under reserve and bound only by the natural laws of the universe. So, what I'm going to do now is talk about what the Commonwealth is. The Commonwealth is an idea that I got um, from a video that I watched um, from Storm Clouds Gathering. He's a uh, guy online that makes videos that brings awareness to systems of control, like me. And basically the video is called The Revolution, um, uh, it's called Revolution and Instruction Manual. And in it is um, basically he talks about a group called the Iroquois, which is a group of six Indian tribes with all their own cu cultures and traditions. And they formed a federation that lasted well before Columbus and up until 1979 when they were conquered militarily by the U.S. And many historians believe that the Iroquois Federation was the inspiration for the United States of America. The difference being that the Federation never had any central government. Nobody at the top had any power to force the member tribes to do anything against their will. This system worked, and it worked for a very long time. And there's every reason to believe that it can work again. The foundation of the Commonwealth is to operate society with complete absence of government, where people govern their own actions in accordance with moral principles and mutual respect. It's not a utopian fantasy. It's a viable option and is one that we should be considering as we move forward with new ideas to empower us and make real change. So basically this is a proposal for a, co a cooperative approach to operating, operating a decentralized trustworthy and balanced society. It's a set of communities containing free individuals who voluntarily participate in the operation of their own community and when necessary cooperates between each non-local community within the commonwealth at large for mutual benefit. 
In the commonwealths, individuals and ideas that benefit each community are tracked and accounted for by a set of principles called PAST. PAST is an acronym for Participatory, Accountable, Skillful, and Trustworthy. The goal is to build a trust-based community by using web-based technologies to create a record of public service actions within each community. That way, public attention is directed at community-affecting decisions. Our current form of society is based on a democrat democratic principles that put in our current form of society that we live in today is based on a set of democratic pr principles that put decisions based upon majority rule above individual rights and freedoms. Decisions that are made at the top. Okay, so it's okay for any of those uh, who are listening and listening to maybe um, the broadcast recording that was that has been made. Uh, so sorry for the technical difficulties here. This is our first time using the talk show, so if you could um, bear with us, do apologize. Uh, I believe um, Trinza Gloss connection. But uh, he's uh, slowly but surely um, getting things back in order here. Um, at this point, I really don't have anything to say. Um, I am very not good at just uh, something that is probably not scripted for me, <laughs> so I'm not very good. Um, so next time, maybe I'll have something scripted out for me to um, share with you another time. Okay, it looks like you're online. And it's... Oh, okay, I'm back. Can you hear me? Okay, I can, I can hear you. Yep. <laughs> I wonder how much of that was recorded. Uh, okay, everybody, I'm back. Um, I had some technical difficulties with my voice over IP provider. It just basically dropped me. So now I'm on. <clears throat> I'm on my phone itself. So uh, let me continue. Basically, I was talking about. Um, I was talking about the pass system. It's uh, the pass system is basically how participatory, accountable, uh, skillful, and trustworthy people are. So um, the web-based system, basically it was, uh, people's past are going are gonna to be tracked by this web-based system. So, um, and what it does is it's kind of like a community website that uh, converts or just tracks people they're what they when when they're public anything they do in the in the Commonwealth, uh, public service any kind of public service they do gets tracked by the by the web-based system. So when someone wants to introduce a proposal to um, like maybe you know like some kind of alternative alternative energy proposal, um, they would submit that into the Commonwealth website and then people would comment and rate the proposal based on how how it would benefit the community, and they also check to see if that person's reputable, to see if if that um, 
if that person would be capable and reputable of doing something like that. And if for some reason people develop negative scores on things that they do in the community, that's going to reflect on their ability to actually operate in society. And this way, it allows uh, members with good intentions to earn their due respect when they act in the best interests of everyone. So um, how our current system of society actually prevents change, right now, presidential elections um, can be fixed by special interests. that prevent, And it also prevents candidates from supporting real change from getting any... Um, it also... It also prevents candidates that support real change from gaining any real attention, too. Um, and it actually prevents uh, participants from actually becoming elected and becoming part of the electoral process. Um, there is actually one instance, you know, a couple of years back where um, uh, Ralph Nader was actually wanting to get into the debate, and they refused at him access to the debate. They just said they they won't allow him in. Period, and he was a, he was a candidate for presidency. So um, when he went in there, the, the police just stopped him and said he couldn't access it. And so that's not how democracy works. Well, that's actually that is how democracy works because democracy is is controlled by by the majority rule, and the people that control the majority are the people in power. That's the way I've seen it so far. So. Um, that particular system of society, uh, the way that the society we're in right now is really, it's not really, it doesn't really create freedom for people. What it does is it gives people the illusion of freedom, but when it really comes down to it, uh, since people in power can control the um, political process and the perception of what happens around us, it actually tends to be more controlling and, and less beneficial to society. And that's why I think individuals, like a republic, individuals where individual freedoms are valued over majority freedoms would be more beneficial to us because that way one individual isn't going to be able to make cause real, a lot of damage. But a group of, a group of majority will. You know, majority uh, when groups get together, they actually are less intelligent. The group mind is less intelligent than individuals. Individuals have more intelligence when it comes to making proper decisions than group majorities do, and I've seen that in play a lot. So, um, what we need to do is we need to center our attention towards decentralization to create solutions. And that's why I think um, this idea of the Commonwealth is good. It's, it's basically a proposal that I'm currently working on. The website's currently in production. I am uh, I'm currently putting the website together to to make all of the um, all of the systems happen so that we can actually operate a society like that. But you know, obviously, I, I need help. I mean, I can't do everything. I uh, you know, I'm getting a lot of the. Uh, the ideas and the direction of the Commonwealth's rolling, but I don't have all the technical expertise to do that. So if you or anybody, if you could recommend, if anybody out there that's listening to this and wants to recommend, uh, take a look at the website. It's www.commonwealth.org. Take a look at the website. Read it. Um, somebody had said to me that it's not, uh, that it could, that the, uh, 
the way it's presented could be more simplified, and I agree with them. And I'm constantly working on that. You know, it's, it's I, I have a hard time trying to simplify complex ideas, I guess. So I'm working on that. If anybody has any suggestions to help me simplify it, that's great. Another um, another point people made to me about the Commonwealth is I focus on Freeman principles. And so I just want to set the record straight on that. I think there's a uh, false perception of Freeman principles in society. Um, basically, the establishment is trying to paint the Freeman movement and the Freeman society, the Freeman people that have Freeman principles as terrorists. And that's true. <laughs> they are terrorists to, uh, to the current system of government, to the people that are in power. They're, it's terrorizing them. It's, they're creating, it's creating a lot of fear for them because they're, they're losing control. And um, if that's what happens, um, I'm happy for that. I mean, now I don't want to actually create violence or anything like that. Um, free man principles are based on peacefully asserting our rights, you know, standing up for them. And I agree 100% with, with free man principles because I think it's, it's a great um, step in the right direction to help us maintain our freedoms and individual liberties. So take a look at the website. If you know any, and, and see what it's about, if you know anybody in, uh, that's interested, you, you're, you're happy and able to recommend someone. Um, I am trying to formulate a system like to get people trust that are trustworthy in, so we're not getting issues with with um, psyops and other people that have false motives from getting into positions that can cause havoc. So instead of you recommending yourself to a position, I'm asking people to recommend somebody else into a position that can help the Commonwealth, and then that way. The ego is kind of taken out of the equation a little bit. Instead of you saying, you know, in your mind, yep, I can do this, it, it kind of creates a, an ego structure where, you know, you are you are um, the one that takes care of things and makes things better. But when you recommend someone, it's more of a like a stewardship, you know. They're being asked, they're, they're being given an honor to, to make things better. And I think that seems to lessen the impact on that. What do you think about that, Kitty? Um, the concept of instead of like having people introduce themselves into a position of power, what what, what happens when you've you've been asked, you know, hey, can you do this for us? It's more of like you're being asked to do something, which creates a which creates like a, an honor thing where you have to live up to 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 being honored that position, as opposed to you putting yourself in a position of power by by request, you know what I mean? If you're if someone else is recommending you for the role, don't you feel like that's a better way of doing it, you know? Cuz then you're not you don't really want that position. Yeah. You don't have an ego desire for that, you know what I mean? Yeah, I um yes, I I do agree. I believe that being forced into something um can put a different um energy uh versus uh you being compelled and yeah. doing it uh, from the heart with no agenda. Um, yeah. And I think that's the best way is when somebody doesn't pressure you, but you know that in your heart that this is something that is not uh, for an agenda or it's not to, um, you know, create some type of status, uh, but rather it is just uh, built from the heart and good intentions. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. 
I agree with you on that. So yeah, so that's the introduction of the Commonwealth. If you have any more if you uh, have any questions about that, um, you can email me at slarson at commonwealth.org or visit the website and go to the contact form and send some, send me a uh, a request there from there. And then also you can um, visit Twitter. It's uh, Commonwealth's OR instead of ORG. Uh, that's the place where you can go and um, see what's you know uh, see what's going on on a snapshot by snapshot basis. And then um, I also have a, a sub on Reddit called uh, Commonwealth or the Commonwealth. And um, you can go there and see what we're doing. And we're also um, I also have a newsletter on the website that you can sign up for to keep up to date with what's going on. Okay, so uh, we're going to take a short break, like two minutes, and then I'm going to come back and start the uh, second part of the episode, which is uh, called predictive programming and how we can how we can be aware of that and, pre and prevent it from affecting our lives. Okay.
Okay. Okay, we're okay. back. Are you back? Welcome okay. back. Yes, welcome back. Great. Thank you very much. Okay, part two, um, predictive programming. That is a very interesting issue. Um, the concept uh, came to me when I was browsing Reddit. Uh, there's a subreddit called Our Conspiracy, which had a link to an article that talks about how the entertainment uh, we absorb uh, in the past actually has a hand in creating the outcomes of today. And I'm going to be reading a bit from the article and how to talk about and to talk about how I see this happening today. Uh, while I was listening to, there's um, there's a, a little program from Alan Watts, and he talks about some in, some interesting things about inter, about Hollywood entertainment and how uh, he talked about V. Well, I mean, there was like um, I don't know, he wasn't actually talking about V for Vendetta, but the actual little broadcast I was watching. Somebody had uh, put overlays of images of V for Vendetta, and that's like a really, that's a really kind of good movie for me. Um, and so I wonder if he's talking about, because, uh, so basically, I'm somewhat conflicted, because on the one hand, I he talks about high drama and how high drama has a control has controlling tendencies in film. You know, basically having a hero and a heroine and having high drama conflicts that happen and basically how that actually, when we're kids, we take that information in and it actually builds a structure of reality that we agree with. And, and when enough people have that reality, the reality actually manifests itself in, in our lives. But I also know that high drama eventually can lead to shaking off drama and eventually brings awareness. I mean, I remember Eckhart Tolle, he's a, um, he's a meta, he, he, he deals in, metaphysics and basically he mentioned that before he awakened he was being controlled by high drama when he was going to the university he was going to he was very involved in the mental constructs of of education and um and eventually that high drama got so bad for him that it actually he cracked and uh, an awakening happened for him where you know where he realized that all drama is kind of like a mind construct you know, it's kind of like a an entity, an energy entity that entity that sucks energy out of you and makes you um, susceptible to certain things. And what's interesting about that is, is when that happened to him, when he, when he cracked, awareness and light came into his life, and it created an ability in him to reject all forms of high drama, and eventually helped others trans. And he eventually helped others transcend it. So here's the article that um, I was reading, and it basically talks about, you know, the ten different ways we're being controlled in society. And one of them is, uh, one of them is the, the, the thing called the predictive programming. Many still deny that predictive programming is real. I would invite anyone to examine the range of documentation put together by Ellen Watt, and come to any other conclusion. Predictive programming has its origins in predominantly elitist Hollywood, where the big screen can offer a big uh, vision of where society is, is headed. Just look back at the books and movies in which you thought were far-fetched or science fiction and take a, look, a close look around you at society today. For a detailed break, background, uh, background of specific examples, Vigilante Citizen is a great resource that will probably make you look at entertainment in a completely different light. So I'm going to go ahead and play this, this short clip. Um, 
on predictive programming, and uh, hopefully this will come over the phone. Should be fine. I'm just going to make sure that the um, audio is set right. Okay. Hi, folks. This is Alan Roth. It is November the 23rd, 2006. Tonight, I'm bowing to a little bit of pressure. I don't normally bow to any kind of pressure. But this will tie in with some of the talks I've given in the past. And it's about the culture creation industry, how ideas are downloaded into people's minds via fiction primarily, using high drama, high drama with emotion, emotion plus crisis, a situation in a movie and drama. Um, it's a tremendous method of getting uh, points across. It's almost like coupling an idea with the drama and it's downloaded like a virus into your subconscious and you're being programmed and it's called predictive programming. The technique is ancient and it's an old, old science. Plato in his Republic talks about the, the, the culture industry of his own day and how it, it was essential not only for maintaining control over the people by the elite, but that they had to control everything that was given to the public. In other words, anything the public saw in drama on stage was authorized. Not only was it authorized, in ancient Greece, traveling troops of players would come into the cities and do their rounds, and it was compulsory to attend. Everyone, even the slaves, had to attend at least one performance. Because just like today, they had their agenda and their schedule and their upgrading of the system. And it was done primarily through fiction because the old saying is monkey see, monkey do. And we emulate what we see, especially when it's done in a typical hero and heroine form. The male will project himself into the hero's part and identify with the hero character and the female, at least in the old days before uh, all the vast uh, estrogen stuff in their food and so on and inoculations, the females used to um, look towards the heroine. This is an ancient, ancient science. It's never, ever given up. And actors are hereditary. If the families in acting can go back probably hundreds, maybe some of them, some of them maybe thousands of years. Specialized sections of society, once more, and they marry each other, and intermarry within even smaller ranks. And what's more interesting is the producers, the, the magicians, you might say, who understand and have a full grasp of what is to be conveyed to the audience, what messages must be imprinted in them, in their minds. And he, is, he knows the techniques and how to do this perfectly. Perfect science. Now, what's interesting is that back in the 1960s, the Royal Institute of International Affairs and its American branch, comes from Foreign Relations, had one of their international meetings. They held it in England decide which country, using its film industry, 
international culture of the future. And this was in the newspapers back then. And it was a two-week or two or three-week-long meeting. And it was ultimately agreed upon that Hollywood would be given the job to create the worldwide culture for the general public, for a global society. And it would also be coupled with the music industry, obviously, because they go hand in glove, as Plato said, plus the fashion industry. Uh, Plato mentioned that too, and he called it the fashion industry in ancient Greece. Nothing, nothing, the more things change, the more they stay the same. And if something works, you don't want to change it. Why change it? Formula of human behavior is just a science. Each part of the direction that you want to go into is just the ability to understand the formulas involved and what buttons to push and what sequence. And it is done in the right way, the right presentation, with the right propaganda, the public will react and do exactly as it's been programmed to do, as worked in the past, it will work in the future. That's why they're, they're utterly, utterly confident that they can change society, um, even back to infant, uh, infanticide if they wish to, because they've done that in ancient Greece, so it was taught and, and practiced there. So anything can be reintroduced if it's been done in human society before. You just have to know the formula to introduce it. Okay. So that was Alan Watts and predictive pro it was called the predictive programming theory and practice. So I wanted to talk more about that, but we're getting kind of close to the end of the um, hour. It's a little bit old, going a little bit over. I started 15 minutes late because I was having some trouble with um, with uh, with TalkShoe. And uh, but I do wanted to briefly just touch on how this affects us today. So. What's happening now today is, yes, we have a lot of entertainment, and a lot of it is crap. And the reason why a lot of it's crap is because these concepts, they're trying to program into people to change society based on a particular vision that people want to create, people in power that have the money to actually create these scenarios, these films. They, I don't know how much it's organized. A lot of people you know, talk about the New World Order and secret societies you know, trying to drive society in the direction that they want to go. I kind of feel like there's something there, but it's more chaotic. I don't think it's so structured as people make it out to be. To be. I think there's multiple groups trying to push their agendas, and some win out and some don't. But my interest is I don't want to live in a society that's being controlled by people that don't want to bring about, that don't want to help people be, be loving human beings. I don't like to see wars going on. I don't like to see people involved in wars that have an outcome to to keep these people in power um, to create to create revenue and energy for selfish gain. I mean, just to perpetuate someone else's vision of the world that's more destructive and not beneficial for for people on the planet. I mean, I feel like we're spiritual beings. We were brought here for a reason to make ourselves better human beings and spiritual beings. 
And if we're not doing that, we're causing more harm than good. So the entertainment that's happening today is part of it, but then also there's a lot of news. You know, um, I've I've come to the understanding that a lot of news, uh, you know, the media and the news, a lot of the, um, you know, the um, the the, uh, the people that have the most, you know, like NBC and you know, all those news particular stations have have an agenda, and they're controlled by a select few people, and they want to push forward a program that that manipulates people. So, what's happening right now is this: you know, they're you know they're having they're using the resources to make war, to oppress people, you know, through um, that bombing Syria and Gaza. These things are happening. We're allowing it to happen. They're creating these tension, these areas of tension that will cause people to, and it will create high drama in people, cause people to react, be involved in the wars. Eventually, it will spill over to everybody in the world to every, until everybody's involved in it. Um, and that's not a society we want to bring about. We don't want to be parroting that information. So I'm on my Twitter feed a lot, and I, you know, I, I follow a lot of people that try to bring about truth about what's happening in these particular agendas with, you know, World War III and what's happening in Syria and Gaza, and it's good to understand what's happening around the world. But there's this situation where if all you're doing is spreading information about how it's how damaging things are and how they're trying to bring about this world. We're, we're going to actually create that world. See, the more destruction and chaos that they spread and the more people take that information in and spread it to others, the more that reality is going to be created. So if you're a, if you're a broadcaster, if you're a, if you're a journalist, you know, independent or not, if you're a person that's trying to spread truth and information, I feel like it's an obligation. You have an obligation. I have an obligation to also promote things that are that are helping humanity. You can't just repeat information from from the um from the agenda and expect things to get better. People are not going to feel compelled to make things better. They're just going to keep listening to the agenda and the destruction and the violence and, and it's just going to cause them to get involved in that process. So you're actually making things worse if you can if you spend too much energy on it. So I have this uh, idea called the 80-20 principle. If you're going to be, if you're going to be a journalist and you're going to be you're going to be trying to bring truth to people, you're going to. It's a good idea to actually spend 80% of the time looking at, reporting on the good things that are happening in the world. For instance, I on my on the Commonwealth site, I posted a blog about a guy in Canada. Um, his name is Dean Clifford, and he started. A cooperative stewardship. Stewardship. Uh, stewardship. It's called uh, the website's Earth S C E A R T H S C dot com. Now I don't know. I mean, I've listened to Dean Clifford. Um, he's he's a he's a, he has, he's into free man principles, and I think he's got a good heart. I listen to a lot of his stuff. He's an, he's really an angry guy. <laughs> um, he's really angry at the world, and um, it seems like he wants to bring about change, but I think his anger gets in the way. But um, he's trying to actually create a cooperative. He's trying to get people together, put their resources together, and to create something new. Okay? So we need to report on those things that are happening. We need to report on every time someone 
was bringing something good into the world. And we need to do that more often than the times when people are bringing bad things into the world. And if we do that, people will be able to be aware of the negative while emphasis is being put on the positive. So that's my point. And I think it's a really important thing that we do. And if we don't do it, then we're just going to create the world that they want to create. So it's really up to us. And that's it, guys. Thank you for listening. My name is Scott Trinsick Larson, and my uh, my program director slash oracle is Katie. And uh, that is it for us. Thank you very much for listening, and um, may may God and the Spirit be with you. Anything you want to say, Katie? Um, no, and thank you for all those who are listening, and we'll see you soon. Okay. Take care. All right. Good night. <laughs>